This is uh, Citizens Gone Wild Memorial Day, and I want to talk about Memorial Day, but I wanted to leave that to the last, and so I want that to be the last thing we all think about for those who have made really great sacrifices. I'm going to actually start out with some jokes. These are corny jokes. These are from yesteryear, and uh, years, there used to be a show called Hollywood Squares, uh, and different famous people would be put in these little boxes and they would remark on the different questions. For example, oh, and one of the most popular persons on the Hollywood Squares is a guy named Paul Lind. And these are some of the questions. Do female frogs croak? And the answer, if you hold their little heads underwater long enough, it's a certain mean-spirited there, I guess. Second question, if you're going to make a parachute jump, at least how high should you be? Three days of steady drinking should do it. According to Cosmopolitan, if you meet a stranger at a party and you think that he is attractive, is it okay to come out and ask him if he's married? A woman named Rosemary said, no, wait until morning. What are do it, I can help, and I can't get enough? George Goebel answered, I don't know, but it's coming from the next apartment. In bowling, what is the perfect score? Answer, Ralph, the pin boy. If you were pregnant for two years, what would you give birth to? Paul Lynn, whatever it is, it will never be afraid of the dark. According to Ann Landers, is there anything wrong with getting into the habit of kissing a lot of people? Charlie Weaver, it got me out of the army. According to Ann Landers, what are two things you should never do in bed? Pull in, point, and laugh. Well, that's uh, what they used to do in the old days. And uh, the other day, I went into uh, Home Depot, and someone gave me some extra attention to help me locate what I wanted to locate. And so on my way out of the store, I gave this person $5. This is a woman, and she insisted she could not take $5. She could not take um, any tips, and I, I thought this was wrong. But I, it also interfered with my main idea, which is we should help out the frontline workers today, tomorrow, and into the future. And one way to do this is to one day a week leave a tip of $5 with someone who usually doesn't get tipped, like someone who works in Walmart like someone who works in Home Depot, like someone who works in the ShopRite. I think this would help. There was an article in the paper where an Instacart shopper, that's a service whereby you call up and tell them what you want, and they actually go like a personal shopper, find this stuff, and bring it to you. And that these people should receive a tip also of a minimum of $5. And that goes for the guy who brings the pizzas. No more change. One thing that struck me is that these people have very hard jobs. And a lot of them are quite frightened. One of them quoted in this article said, I told them I was going to die. Uh, that's his colleagues. I thought my life was over. I didn't know how I could work with them. Does you have to be out in the public meeting strangers, and that's where you get this virus. Yet, 
it says in the article, for many of these workers, their initial terror has been sealed with a sense of duty and pride. It's all about us right now, Mr. Timmons said. We are holding this city together. I feel like a hero, and they should. But they should feel good about themselves and the amount of money they make all week long, not just then. There's an area that um, I call fake news, which is not the usual fake news, like you say it's 9 o'clock when it's 10, or 10 when it's 11, or 11 when it's 12. This is when news is not mentioned. Um, the things that happen are not mentioned, or they're passed over quickly. They're mentioned once, and then we roll on. And this affects how we feel about certain groups. Here's an article about how, well, let me read it to you. Three militants stormed up hospital in Kabul soon after 10 a.m. on Tuesday, shooting new mothers dead before the newborns in their arms had even seen the light outside the hospital. At least 15 people were killed inside the hospital. Mothers, babies, medical workers, and one police officer. Of course, this is not common amongst Muslims, but it does happen when it happens amongst Muslims. Yet, this is not mentioned, not emphasized. If you go on the news channels, um, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, CNBC, they don't even mention this. Instead, it's endless repetition of the virus, and mainly endless repetition about what Trump, President Trump is doing wrong about the virus. There is plenty of news, but it shouldn't be all the news. I think something horrible like this, really truly terrible and tragic, should be mentioned, and perhaps mentioned more than once. There are other things that fall into this category, in my opinion, of something that's newsworthy, but it's not mentioned at all. There's been a big to-do about the lack of intellectual diversity on college campuses. There's much focus on racial um, diversity, and that's a very big topic, and that it comes up a great deal. But perhaps on a college campus, I mean, it's not a paint factory. We're not doing color diversity, hopefully, where you should be emphasizing intellectual diversity. How can you learn to think and think at a higher level on college if you don't have different points of view? And basically, different points of view have disappeared. The left, the Marxist progressives had taken over, and you really don't hear any points of view except their point of view, which is hostile to West civilization, hostile to America, hostile to Israel, hostile to men, hostile to white people. And those people have a point to make, but it shouldn't be the only point here when you go to college. What is in the news is that the National Association of Scholars, a group determined to uphold the values of Western civilization and the teaching of Western civilization have started to make some changes in the country. This in front of the South Dakota Board of Regents. Now, South 
Minnesota is not your most populous place. Most people have not been there. I haven't. But there's an effort being made, and it's an effort to pass a rule that would demand intellectual diversity. This could be very, very important. But right now it's under the category of fake news in that most people have not heard of that. If you've had any life at all during these last months, you have not heard about what is going on with the National Association Scholars. Bing? Yes. Did you have something to say or... Uh... Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I just heard something. We can take this down. Yep, you're good. Um, basically, he is trying to pass a law in South Dakota, which is one of the few places where they can get a hearing that would help um, achieve intellectual diversity on a college campus, which used to be known for that, but are no longer known for that. There's something else that is, in a sense, fake news because it isn't being mentioned. And this is really, really, really important, especially as the United States tries to compete with other nations in the world. And this is that the people who are going to school aren't learning much of anything unless they're in the sciences. Steady after steady, done by the right, the left, the center, whatever, show that Students who graduate from college write badly, can't reason, can't read complex material, have alarming gaps in their knowledge of history and institutions of the society in which they live. And they are, therefore, if you don't care about that, they are not prepared for high-level jobs anymore. Literacy experts, educated, say they are by the results of a recent uh, adult literacy assessment. This means not only can you read, but you can understand complex material. It shows that the reading proficiency of college students has declined in the past decade. Only 41% of graduate students tested in 2003 could be classified as proficient in prose reading and understand information in short text, down 10 percentage points since 1992. <clears throat> of college graduates, only 31% are classified as proficient, compared with 40% in 1992. It's really astonishing. The analytic skill to dissect, to evaluate ideas, which is needed in every area that I know of, is slipping and slipping fast. Plus, if you don't have a college education that educates, you really don't have an informed citizenry. We've seen abundant evidence that the problem is that there's the one-party politicized campus that does not emphasize how to reason, how to read. Even in English, whose job originally was to teach people how to read at a sophisticated level, how to write clearly and concisely is disappearing. And in this attitude that that doesn't matter, that the only thing that matters is kind of the religion of the politically correct, that is, you know what to believe, has, is spreading down to K through 12. This is a shame. In the California State University system, 
over half of all entrants must do remedial work. In other words, they can't read and write at a college level. At the school where I taught for many years, 30 years, at Montclair State University, they used to give a test, and you read and write at a college level. But the president of the college didn't like the results. Too many people were not able to read and write at a college level, and she wanted the tuition money of these people. They just stopped giving the test, which resulted in a better uh, uh, goal, a better solution, according to the president of Montclair State University. This is a serious business. We are spending mountains of money. I mean, it's incredible what college talks nowadays. It used to be not that many years ago you could go to college for a few hundred dollars a semester. Now uh, it's totally different. It used to be you could work in the summer and the holidays and earn enough money to pay for your next semester. This can't be done anymore. It's of no use learning a few hundred or a few thousand dollars when the college costs tens of thousands of dollars. So far, very little attention has been paid to this. To the virus, yes. The pictures of the crowds are not a lack of crowds on the Jersey Shore, yes. But on this, no. Meanwhile, this might be a good time to pressure the colleges because colleges and universities need money. And they are begging the federal government to give them more money, which I favor doing, but I think it would be all right if we made a few requests. Would you start educating the people that pass through the, your university, your college? Um, speaking of uh, um, colleges and universities, they are now populated, and not in small numbers, but very large numbers, by people who seem remarkably sympathetic to terrorism, to terrorists, to reactionary countries. Uh, here is an example, and there are so many of them, I have boxes full of examples. But here's a guy, Dr. Mousavian, who, uh, when hearing about the death of um, terror leader General Kwasemi Soleimani, praised, lamented, uh, mourned the terror leader's demise. And he said, after killing the two most popular Shia generals, Soleimani al-Muhannis, it would be wise for the U.S. troops to leave the area. These leaders, these generals who led terrorists, both courageously fought against ISIS and were top commanders of Muslim resistance worldwide. Therefore, the U.S. may be faced with mid-long-term disaster. In other words, uh, he's saying that people who were terrorists, who were high-level terrorists, who have, who have caused explosions that have murdered hundreds and thousands of people, including the United States soldiers, that we should uh, apologize, we should leave the Middle East because we've killed such popular people. This is a, a bizarre. It's 
What if you had leaders, uh, professors, who were saying we shouldn't be so mean to Stalin? It's incredible. And yet, it is now quite common. There is Katie Bardador in colleges and universities. Here's something else that is, in a sense, fake news because no one mentions it. According to a new report, college students are bearing more of the cost for public colleges and universities because the government has cut funding. The government is out of money. The state government is out of money. And so they don't have money to give to the colleges and the universities. At the same time that this is happening, colleges and universities have announced increased aid opportunities for illegal and DACA students. I have nothing against these people, but shouldn't, shouldn't citizenship count for something? Shouldn't serving in the military count for something? What you have is the arrival of substantial numbers of illegal alien students who will end up shouldering aside the equal number of marginal citizen applicants. That is, not only will citizens be pushed aside so illegals can attend the college, but money will be taken from money that could be used to support citizens, including veterans, and given to um, people who are here illegally. Uh, God bless everybody on this earth, but shouldn't citizenship mean something? Increasingly, it means less and less. New York University, for example, has, has different entry uh, level um, criteria if you're here illegally, they're lower. And they have scholarships that can only go to people if they're here illegally. If you're here illegally, you can't get it. There are uh, $3.8 million in tuition aid for illegal immigrants in New Jersey. And in California and other states, this is true as well. And anyone who criticizes this will be uh, called a white nationalist or a racist or whatever. There, the media has taken positions as to who is good and who is evil. And citizens are not as good as illegals. White people, Asians, are not as good as Brown people, black people. I think if we ever fall apart, it'll be because the decision has been made at the highest levels to benefit people based on their race, on their gender, on their ethnicity. Another example of how we have decided just not to cover the sufferings of some people, like Christians, is the um, uh, the anniversary, uh, the April 24th, it was marked for the, remembering those who died in what is called uh, the great crime, that is, the genocide of Armenians by, um, by the Turks. Most people nowadays are not even aware 
that this was a war between Christians and Muslims. The people who did the killing were Turkish Muslims. The people who did the dying were 2.5 million Christians. The most terrible description that I read of these murders that took place during World War I. The phrase, the soft thudding of clubs. These people were not killed at long range. They were killed close up and personal. And often they were killed by clubs held by Turkish men to just destroy uh, the Christians, the Armenians, the Assyrians. And when this is mentioned, which rarely, uh, no one mentions that these people were killed, uh, basically because they were Christians. It ought to be mentioned. These people should be mentioned. One is something that I regard as trivia, but kind of neat, is uh, who are the world's wealthiest people? I'm going to name some of the world's wealthiest people, and while you listen, you can see if you're amongst them. First is Jeff Bezos. Second is Bill Gates. Third is someone you may not have heard of, our Malt family. They're French. Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg. Ellis, Larry Ellison, also computered Americans. Steve Ballmer, also computers Americans. And uh, there's someone who you definitely not heard of, uh, Americo Ortego, who earned billions in fashion. Who knew? Then you have Alice Walton, Walton family. And you have another French family uh, headed up by Francois Bencourt. And then you have... Uh, Mackenzie um, Bezos, Houston Bezos. Now she's separated, but she's not alone. She has $47 billion to keep her company. You should think about that before you fall in love with a uh, panic. There are so many anniversaries that occur that are not mentioned that are so darn important, and you wouldn't even have to go into great detail. You should just mention it. Um, a lot of people are saying that uh, Israel is a rogue state. Actually, Israel has more legal backing, more legal support, is the most legally created country in the world. And the, and the efforts to uh, legally support Israel go back to 1917. You may have heard of something called the Balfour Declaration. The British at that time were important as well as imperialists, but they, they were one of the important countries in the world. And they made a declaration that there should be a country uh, for Jews and Jews should be allowed to come back to their native land. And uh, this was called the Balfour Declaration. In addition, there was another declaration, also made by an international body, 
called the San Remo Declaration Resolution. And this again was important nations of the world got together and made a declaration that there should be a land of Israel and Jews had a right to go there and to establish a nation. By the way, this is kind of fascinating. Um, I want to ask, well, did the Arabs oppose the creation of a Jewish state at St. Remo? No, they did not. They did not. In the establishment of the Constitution and Administration of Palestine, they said all such measures should be adopted as will afford the full guarantees for carrying into effect the British country's declaration of the 2nd of November, 1978, the Balfour Declaration. What this means is that one of the most important Arab leaders, King Faisal, agreed that the Jews should come back to the Middle East, to Israel agreed that they should be welcomed and thought that everyone could get along. And the king, uh, Amir Faisal, said, all necessary measures will be taken to encourage and stimulate immigration of Jews into Palestine on a large scale and as quickly as possible to settle Jewish immigrants upon the land. They look forward to having the Jews stay there, come in, and stimulate economic um, prosperity for everyone, which they did. Most of the Muslims that are in the Middle East came there because the Jews had been there and were starting to cultivate the land, clearing swamps. There was no Tel Aviv there worth food. It was basically sand on one side and swamp on the other. Remember some of what I said about schools. Uh, the same sort of thing can be said about states. The states are now heavily pressuring the federal government to come up with money for them. I happen to think they should. The states are in terrible shape, terrible financial shape. And that, by the way, includes New Jersey, and it also includes other places, the worst being Illinois. Now, why is Illinois and New Jersey and many other states in real trouble? Because of the public pension of public workers, mainly the police. It is hard as hell to take on the police, and you usually lose, and you usually lose elections if you come out as being characterized as Against the police. Illinois, uh, what they have to do, I think, in order to get out there and talk about this, but where we get a person brave enough to talk about this, I don't know. You have to talk about the police pensions. <clears throat> the pensions of public figures have uh, increased wildly beyond the pensions given to private workers and private companies. In Los Angeles County itself, there are 10,000 uh, former government workers who are receiving $100,000 or more, a lot more, uh, when they retire. Don't forget, the police in, in many states 
and retire after 20 years. And if they stay the full, let us say, 25 years, they're quite well off. And it's incredible. But in New York, every time there's an increase for the new workers in their pension, the retired workers also get a raise. It has become the main problem, financial problem for state. And God help the politician who speaks up about this. It's for me to do so, though I do keep an eye out for cops coming around to give my car tickets. Entire cities, real cities like San Jose, have been bankrupt because of the police pension. They had to close schools. They had to close libraries in order to have enough money to pay the police. This is incredible. And yet, it's very hard to change because the police, together with firemen, together with their families, together with government workers, will fight you tooth and nail, and they will call you, you know, all sorts of names, and then they say, hey, we're frontline workers, or we uh, are unsafe each time we go to work, and they will say things like, keep your eye on this sort of thing. Because not talking about this is fake news. The only place that it was mentioned, prominent, prominent place, was in the Wall Street Journal, one article. The public government, the, 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 the public um, institutions become, think of themselves as privileged as they should be. Montclair State University said it was not going to get $12.3 million in state funding. Okay. To make up for this unexpected loss of funds, the university instituted a hiring freeze, eliminated temporary contingent positions, the lesser amongst us, um, deferred capital projects, and is planning to offer fewer larger classes. Notice what is not covered here. What about we reduce the salary of the um, of the president, of the administrators? They got it continued, by the way. Only the administrators got a substantial raise during the recession of 2008. What about removing the myriads of people who have jobs that are uh, called things like diversity expert or diversity star? The University of Michigan has 93 people working on diversity. I don't want to throw overboard people who haven't had the proper opportunities in the past, but shouldn't we do without 93, maybe we could do with 90, and take that money and give it to a poor black kid so he can actually go to college. I'm interested in him going to college. I'm not interested in a diversity expert getting paid a fortune, and they usually are paid, very well paid, because if they're not, students say, oh, you don't care enough about diversity. The hell with these diversity people. They're nearly all paid over $100,000. Take that $100,000, and you can send a whole bunch of kids to school. Uh, for a year, well, eventually for four years, because that money is budgeted year after year after year. Take the $100,000 people are paid. The top people are paid way, way more. But take $100,000 and 
send them to Rutgers, which costs, uh, if you don't live there, about fifteen thousand uh, dollars a year, and you can you can send a half a dozen kids. Send the the money should go to the people, the poor people, poor white, poor black, who want a college education but can't afford it. But they could afford it if you took the stupid money that's going to the diversity experts and give it directly to the poor people. The, the public institutions in this country are often run very, very badly. All right. I have some more jokes. Um, do you remember when wishing the weekend would last forever? Are you happy now? Mm-hmm. Here's something else. What do we learn from setting cows, buffaloes, and elephants? I'll tell you what we learn. It's impossible to lose weight by eating green grass and salads and walking. That's right. Now, I was up last night. The cops came by. They just left. And they said if I was going to walk around the house naked, I would have to do it inside. Well, here's another bit of advice. Never be afraid to try something new. Remember, amateurs built the ark. Professionals built the Titanic. And from Texas, I have a picture of a sign here. Uh, the type of signs that you find in Texas because, well, it's Texas. Danger. Do not touch. Not only will this kill you, it will hurt the whole time you are dying. I wanted to end to mention a couple of things here. It is Memorial Day. And I'm looking at the picture trudging toward the front line, soldiers trudging toward the front line in the Battle of the Bulge. You know, we often hear the Battle of the Bulge, and we hear they fought bravely. But you don't always hear that they suffered terribly from frostbite. And uh, I remember reading one memoir by a soldier who was there, and they talked about in those days you were allowed to smoke. Uh, they would smoke their cigarettes and then throw the butt in the snow. And also, their hands get frostbite bad enough, they uh, turn black. Well, if you're white, they turn black. Um, anyway, and the soldiers would just sit there, finish their cigarette, take a look at their fingers, pluck them off because they were black, and throw them in the snow as well. The one thing they didn't do is surrender. In case you're wondering to whom you owe some um, thanks, those might be the guys. Here's a description a guy, uh, John Lucas, on Iwo Jima. After landing on Iwo Jima, Lucas found himself in close combat with the enemy. The length of our weapons, about four feet, nearly exceeded the distance between us. We could not fire from the shoulder because the enemy was too close. He couldn't get the rifle up and level. Defending ourselves to the best of our ability, we started killing the enemy. I shot two. I have no recollection of the first kill, but the second is very clear to me. 
Lucas had what is called an M1 Durand semi-automatic fire rifle, but it jammed. Luckily for his Marines, looking down when the enemy grenades landed in their trench, for only a body's length of a, a way, the, the Japanese, as they are now called, were only a body length ahead of the, um, uh, the, the soldiers, Marines. Lucas's automatic, semi-automatic rifle, that means you pull a trigger once, a bullet goes out. You pull a trigger a second time, another bullet goes out. His rifle jammed. He was looking down when two enemy grenades landed in their trench. I remember making the conscious decision to cover the grenades with my body. I knew if they detonated, all of us would have been killed, and uh, we would be unable to defend ourselves. The Japanese could have finished us off. It is amazing how much thought raced through my mind in such a short amount of time. He basically jumped on the grenade, and luckily the soft volcanic ash of Iwo Jima absorbed some of the explosion. He um, recovered somewhat uh, from his wounds book was just written about that incident and others of valor. Those are not empty words of valor. Those are not empty at all. There are other people who show valor, not just in combat. Most beautiful, heart-moving description that I've read during this time of the uh, virus. A lady described the post-mortem care that she and a fellow nurse provided to a COVID-19 patient they had just lost. They do this time after time after time, these nurses do this. They acknowledge that it's a grim affair, their words. They, their words, wrap the patient's body securely stroking their brow and wishing her well on the next journey. Thank God we have saints like that amongst us. I'd like you to take a look at YouTube, and when you get to YouTube, punch in the words special in uniform. YouTube deals with soldiers. Deals with the same thing as calling people special workers. Deals with making everyone in society feel special, feel good about their lives. Look, put in the word special in uniform. Thank you, and I hope you have a good Memorial Day. Ding. Yep, I'm rolling your video now, actually. Um... הם היו במסגרות של חינוך מיוחד, הרגישו תחושה של כישלון. בעצם הפרויקט הזה מאפשר להם להגיע לצבא, לתרום, לתת מעצמם, כמו כולם. אני מנקה קשיות לערכות מגן. אני מכינה סוללות, ואני גאה שאני פה. ממש גאה שאני פה. אנחנו לא עושים הנחות בגלל שהם שונים. הם שווים בין שווים בין כולם. ואני גאה. 
גאה להיות חלק מהמערכת המדהימה הזאת, שגורמת לנו להיות חברה יותר טובה. הם אוכלים איתנו בחדרי אוכל, הם עובדים איתנו בעבודות, תורמים לכל דבר ועניין, בדיוק כמו כל חייל רגיל. ולאט לאט הם הופכים להיות חלק בלתי נפרד מהיחידה, וביחידה מחכים כל יום שהם יגיעו. אנחנו פה לוקחים את המחשבים ומפרקים אותם לחלקים. לעבוד פה זה הכי טוב שיכולתי לבקש. חלק מהפרויקט זה טירונות שעוברים שבוע ימים, לחלקם זה פעם ראשונה שיוצאים מהבית. עושים טירונות, מלמדים אותם על ערכי צה"ל, טיולים בארץ, הכרת הארץ, בעיקר שמירה על כבוד האדם. מסע כומתה, גדולים במדים יוצא לצאת, אז אני הולכת בזה עם ראש למעלה. חיכיתי למסע הזה, אני אזכור את זה לכל החיים. שלהאמין, חיכינו בזמן הרגע הזה, ואני שמחה שהצלחנו. הפרויקט הזה הוא ברכה, הוא ממש מתנה בשביל הילדים האלה. סוף סוף עשיתי את זה! התרגשות גדולה שספיר הצליחה לעמוד במסלול הזה של שביל ישראל, שהיא תקבל היום כומתה. אני חיכיתי 22 שנה לרגע הזה, והנה הרגע הזה הגיע.